Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 527 Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book-related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, and whatever crosses our minds. We're your hosts, Teddy and Maria, and we offer two different points of views, one of an avid collector, which is me, and the other as an excited fan. Which is me. How you doing? Good, good. Hanging in there. All right. So let's get to it. What do you want to talk about first? Well, I want to talk about the little experience I had going to the Harry Potter store in NYC. The Harry Potter store in NYC. And I must admit, it was quite an experience. Uh, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I did, to be honest with you. Bought a couple things myself. Mm-hmm. Me being a Slytherin, you know, yes, <laughs> which yes. I am proud of, <laughs> I guess. And so. I am a proud Ravenclaw. Well, okay. You know? Um, I have to say, you know, for anyone that's a Harry Potter fan like myself, mm-hmm. um, it was it's it's good to have a store like that here, uh, in an area where you really don't have a lot of Harry Potter stuff. Right. Like you know, you live in Florida, you can always go to the Wizarding World. You know, right. they have a, a lot of other places that that uh, that help out like i guess that can give something to the harry potter fans you know but for us new yorkers there really isn't anything around um unless you have like a pop-up bar or a pop-up like themed um events for harry potter which you know you have to like dig (laughs) to to find it but i think it was really cool that they decided to build um a harry potter store yeah in the Flatiron District. Yes, yes. It actually took the place of this old. Um, it actually took the place of this old uh, restoration hardware uh, furniture store, if okay. I remember correctly, and that's why it um, was able to utilize the space, all two or three floors or whatever. Well, it's supposed to be three floors. Right now, there's only two floors open because mm-hmm. the third floor is supposed to be. I guess some type of virtual reality, mm. um, and that's not supposed to open up until July. Wow! So I, you know, when I went in there, I was like, I thought it was supposed to be three floors, but I only saw two. And then I was informed that it's actually three, and it's supposed to be virtual reality for the third one. Um, but I have to say, I mean, the work, the craftsmanship, the detail. Yeah, they, they took their time. They did a very good job. They really wanted to bring the magic to this store, mm. and. It, it's you know what also helps too is that the the movies for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, right? Um, yes. You know that genre, that next level of of you know, the Wizarding World movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the that first movie for Fantastic Beasts right. did focus on New York. You know, yes, yes, and, that's true. Um, it's really cool that they also happen to bring in some of the Makuzas, right? Um items and stuff like that hopefully right. they'll they'll broaden that section right. you the, know right the items as well as the uh, characters and creatures that we saw in those mm-hmm. movies as well so mm-hmm. yeah the that's trouble <laughs> the niffler, <laughs> the niffler. <laughs> um you know all of those things are actually there and mm-hmm. you know some the in terms of prices and anyone is interested in, about prices um it's pretty reasonable okay you know i figured that some of the things would be more expensive mm-hmm. but you also got to think about the quality of these items mm-hmm. so i'll give you a perfect example um i actually ended up buying a wand mm-hmm. for uh the a house wand i think there's a new section of wands that just came out um and they're all based on the different houses that hogwarts has right so with that being said um 
you know, there's two house ones for Ravenclaw, one that looks like a raven, and then another one, you know, all blue, it looks like it's like in deep flight, and then another one that it has the diadem, which is like the crown, right? Um, for the, the Ravenclaw house, and uh, that's the one I bought, <laughs> beautiful gemstones, and right. it's heavy, and right. I think it's definitely worth. Forty dollars. Okay, you know that's how much the that's how much uh, the, the one cost right for, for the house. house ones for the house one right. The character ones were actually thirty eight. Right, right. So right. they have all the character ones there. If you are into collecting, just want to start collecting, that is a place to go to if you don't have access to Florida, the mm-hmm. Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. You know, so or London or London, right? I just <laughs> you know, yeah. um, there's all there's always other ways that you can get. A lot of the collection things, you know, you can always uh, go online and see the nine and a half and three quarter store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always um, go to the Noble collection. That's another mm-hmm. way of you getting like a fine replica. That's you know, it's still up there in price, but right. you're getting your money's worth. You know, mm-hmm. they were actually selling some of the Noble collection in the Harry Potter store. Um, they actually have limited editions of certain ones, like the Golden Snitch one, right. um, yeah. in the store. I tried to get my hands on it. By the time I got there, sold, sold out. out. Yes. <laughs> and another thing that I noticed as I was there, a lot of the stuff for Ravenclaw and Slytherin was also sold out. Yeah. Um, I'm someone that loves to wear caps. My Ravenclaw cap was nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that they bring a lot of these things back. It's totally understandable. That is a, it's a hot spot right now. Right. Everyone wants to get in there. Um, I got to give props to the employees of the store. Yes, yes. They are being flooded yes. with all these huge Harry Potter fans or even mm-hmm. people that are just curious about mm-hmm. the genre. Mm-hmm. And they're still upbeat and positive and happy to help people. Um, and that's pretty good considering that you're being flooded with people from the moment that the store opens, actually hours before the store opens because mm-hmm. you have to stand in line for a queue, right? for a virtual queue. Right. And I uh, hope you get in there before the virtual queue shuts down. So being that we went on a weekday, uh, we were able to get into the queue. It's pretty much, it's a pretty smooth process, but um, yeah, you just got to be prepared to wait. But I think the excitement will give you the energy to, you know, wait around and go into the store and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a good. I had to. I have to uh, admit, I am not in death when it comes to Harry Potter. I do. I've read all the books. I love all the movies, and um, I quite enjoyed uh, the uh, the store. It was really enjoyable, um, interactive at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up, you know, buying a couple of things myself. So I can't, you know, I can't say I, uh, I didn't enjoy it. I really, truly did enjoy it. I got away with a few things. Oh, managed to try out that butterbeer uh, yes. drink, which was really yeah. good. It was they surprisingly a, good. They actually do have a butterbeer station. So you can actually pick up some cookies or cupcakes, ice cream um, that's flavored as butterbeer. The ice cream has, has a butterbeer flavor. Right. And also the actual butterbeer that comes in a little cup. Mm-hmm. And you can actually keep that cup. Right. So you can actually, you basically can go to a certain spot where the, where the uh, butterbeer station is at. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they'll rinse it out for you and dry it out and you can take it home you don't have to walk around with a sticky cup that's true you they, know they were they also sold the butter beers in these glass bottles yeah individual bottles but right. they just not, they're not gonna have the froth right it won't have you know because the they actually do something so they can obtain the froth to make it look as authentic as possible right. um those were for ten dollars but mm-hmm. i guess the plus side of it is that you do have a souvenir cup right to take home with you so you're mostly paying for the souvenir cup but yeah. not the actual drink, drink right. which is okay you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's totally fine because it's like you you excited. I was mm-hmm. excited. I'm like I need I need to try this. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of stuff in there. I think that if I was to recommend any video, because I I did a video of it and it's up on our right. new five two seven underground YouTube page. Yay. So we that's got a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, we finally have a YouTube <laughs> channel. So that's gonna be um slowly being flooded with mm-hmm. some videos because now we're gonna be in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, that's gonna be, you know, uh, getting a lot of more, con- a lot more content. So please be patient with us. Um, but I did take a lot of footage of the store, right? So you could get to see what the store looks like on the inside. Again, beautifully done. They took their time. They really um, brought the magic of Harry Potter into that store. Um, but if you want to get a good idea as to what that store contains, what are the prices, what to look for. Look into a, a YouTuber called the Potter Collector. Okay. This guy gives me goals <laughs> to be a collector myself. He actually right. gave me the itch to become a collector. Um, I can't go as far as him. Right. <laughs> but he definitely is very insightful. He really gives you all the information that is necessary for you to be at least prepared in terms of how much money you should bring with you. Right. Uh, what you should look forward to. What to look for. Um, what other things that are interactive? So he's really detailed. He did a great video. Um, I think it's a three-part video um, for the Harry Potter New York store. So look him up. He is a. It's called a Potter Collector, um, and he does a phenomenal job doing these things. So I just have to, you know, I don't know give if you ever hear out. me. <laughs> if you ever hear me give him a shout out, but yeah, I definitely strive to be a collector like him. You know, okay. but. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a great thing. Definitely check out our content. I'm also going to be doing uh, a review on some of the items that I actually purchased. Not yeah. so much a review because I loved it anyway. Right. <laughs> but just to show you guys what these things look like um, and have an idea as to what to look forward to. So I'll be doing a quickie video okay, about that. Good. Very good. All right. What's next on the docket? Oh, how about this past week's episode of Loki? Yes, yeah. the mischievous god. Jeez. What to say? Well, there will be spoilers in this conversation. So if you have not seen the second episode, I advise you to skip ahead if you can. Um, however, that that reveal, if you want to call it a reveal. Because as far as we know, this uh, Loki is trying to capture or find his variant, more or less. That's mm-hmm. the mystery. And... The reveal near the end of the episode shows that this Loki variant is actually a female, mm-hmm. which I had pretty much guessed during the course of the episode, as you were my witness, that they may have been a female. Now, my original thought was that this was the female Loki that had appeared in the comics in around 2007. Well, they, they basically hinted on that as well. Um but you have to be really fine tuned to, to mm-hmm. see it when they looked when they showed his uh 
his file and when it says sex it said fluid like gender fluid yeah right so that was a kind of a nod to that as right. well right right but a couple of things about that so as we know in the, around now the reason why I'm, I'm guessing that this was the female Loki was because way back in around 2007 in the comic books that is and we're trying to see if we can relate this comic book to you know this comic book series to the TV show uh, at around 2007 this is when the whole in, in incident or event of Ragnarok took place in the comics and right after Ragnarok uh, the Thor story decided to take place in the city of Broxton, Oklahoma. Why that place? I don't know. <laughs> but what ends up happening is that Thor goes on uh, searching for his fellow Asgardians, whether they had disappeared or had survived Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these characters that he ends up fighting were somewhat reborn in either different form or in different bodies. Okay. Okay. Now, however, Loki being Loki was reborn but he purposely was reborn in a body that was intended for Lady Sif so he snatched it he snatched <laughs> Lady Sif's body and to add injury to the wound managed to put Lady Sif in an elderly woman's body who was in hospice care so she not dies allowing again. <laughs> her right exactly not allowing her to rise mm. and in a sense by her by Loki excuse me taking on the form of a woman it was a constant reminder towards Thor you know who had feelings for Lady Sif mm -hmm. and it made him both angry and confused Thor that is so Loki, for the most part, or at least for that uh, during that stretch or during that um, story arc, was a female and decided that she would do things differently. She would tell the truth, but wow, sometimes truth would can be hurtful. So mm -hmm. in this one instance, as telling the truth, and I'll be real quick about this, uh, she ends up telling Balder, uh, the brave, who's another Asgardian character, that he is actually another son of Odin which can cause friction at the time between Thor and Baldur because they were both friends and at one point Baldur ends up leading as guardian Asgard excuse me but that's a uh, thing for a different story but it's just to show how conniving Loki can be in mm -hmm. the comic books and really bad so I mean l later on in the comic books he then reverts back to human uh, to his male form and you know starts over again but that's the one theory that I have now, there's been another thought in regards to this female character that's come about, and this does have, this can't stand water. This uh, theory of this female villain that we see can actually be a version of the Enchantress. Now, the Enchantress is actually a villain in the Thor mythos, and especially in the Marvel comic books Thor, who, for the most part, is a sorceress and a witch. Mm -hmm. And her thing in the comic books is that she loves Thor, and she is trying to force Thor to love her in okay. a sense that's just one version of the enchantress the version that's possible possibly uh, mentioned in this um uh, current um excuse me inc incarnation could be that of the enchantress by the, that went by the name of sylvie lushton who if if going, going back to the whole thing that happened after ragnarok 
Loki, in a sense, actually gave this person powers. And in doing so, this person believed that she was the enchantress. And therefore, she was able, she was imbuing all these uh, magical powers and believed herself to be that same enchantress that at one point loved Thor and had magic and wanted to prove herself even more. And the reason why that um, version comes about is because according to the credits, the actress who's playing this enchantress named Sofia DiMartino, mm -hmm. excuse me, DiMartino, who's the actress playing this female character, is credited as playing the act the uh, character named Sylvie. And Sylvie is the name of the enchantress that was in the Thor comics. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going on with that. We'll have to wait and see. But that's just the uh, reveal of that. And um, it's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen with the show. But so far, the show is taking a, uh, it's taking a good pace. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I'm just uh, like uh, my my fists are clenched right now because I can't wait to see what happens in the next episode and to see where they go with the story. This is the one thing you know. This this show so far has been unpredictable. There's no like telling where it's gonna go. But it's only two episodes, so we can't tell yet. Yeah, but you know, you would think that you know with some of the other shows, you haven't, you know, you can. There may be some telling signs as to where they may go with this show. I can't figure it out yet, and that's good. That's a good thing. Because this is, yes, we're two episodes in, but this is only going to be a six-episode story. Well, I mean, look, I, I think, is it, is it going to be a good show? Yeah, absolutely. But so far, when it comes to um, the Disney Plus shows that are based on Marvel characters, mm -hmm. you know, WandaVision, for example, no one knew what the fuck was going on with WandaVision, you know? Okay. We, we really, come on, you knew it was Agatha? No, I did not know okay. it was Agatha. So you didn't know it was Agatha. And on top of that, but we... But going back to that show, I did. We did suspect um, that it would follow the comics, and that the kids were created by Wanda, and well, that the Vision was the going to be White Vision. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. We, we we we. But we couldn't figure that out after the second episode. You you cannot tell me that you figured it out the second episode. I if you did, don't. you kept it to yourself. Probably. Because th that's not nothing came out from that from the second episode we were still right, stuck right, in black right. and white from the right. second episode no, we had color, we had color. no no, no, I'm no, no. Kidding. I'm I'm black and white when I'm it came kidding. to a wandavision right so but you know with loki um you know they just did the reveal the loki show is actually longer than yeah. the other shows they're close um, to per an episode. hour maybe 50 minutes plus yeah which is really good um and you know we just basically have to see how he's going to handle the situation mm -hmm. he, you know he says he's gonna he wants to take over the timekeepers right and stuff like that i think he wants to revert what happened to asgard mm -hmm. and what will potentially happen to him uh if he well if he would have yeah. stayed within the timeline and you know what this does actually if he does that this actually makes the uh thor the dark world much more relevant in the whole mcu um cinematic universe and in the whole timeline and mythos of the story mm. so in a sense it's like we're making reference to thor the dark world well uh, yeah degree, i know? mean it's it's it definitely is going to start up with the whole multiverse of madness you know yeah all that's going to be in there and you know what else too it, we're definitely going to have some type of inference with 
their next phase, um, which has to do with Kang, their new villain, the next villain that's going to come mm-hmm. up. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. because you have to ask yourself, why did this female Loki, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, set up those miniature bombs Yeah, to mess up the timeline? The timeline, yeah. What's our true goal, goal here? Mm-hmm. You know, so... Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I look forward to seeing what you know what comes up next. I mean, it's a it's an interesting show. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. very different. I wouldn't even know how to classify this type of show. Like, um, you know, what do what do we call it? You know, what kind of genre? Kind of related. Other kind of related. <laughs> like you know, yes, we know it's sci-fi, but. Uh, but it's good nonetheless none, nonetheless mm-hmm. um the other thing that i was actually interested or actually excited to read about is the uh, the black widow movie so i think a couple of days ago they actually screen tested the black widow movie and invited a few people and critics to take a look at it and the reviews were in and they were I, they were mainly positive. The, the reviews for the Black Widow movie were actually positive. Mm-hmm. They've been they've drew a lot of comparisons between this movie and the Winter Soldier movie, Captain America Winter Soldier. That which, says a lot. That says a lot. It's really good. They also made mention of uh, uh, comparing this movie to like John Wick with regards to action, and um, that's pretty interesting. Imagine seeing all that gunplay mm-hmm. and everything and everything like that. Um, now they also mentioned that there is a dialogue in the movie, but I believe the dialogue was an uh, attempt to show the depth of each of the characters in the movie, mm-hmm. particularly between Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, who's playing the in the comic books. The character is originally the White Widow and ends up becoming the Black Widow later on, mm-hmm. which may happen in this movie. Don't know yet, but I would suspect suspect excuse me that that is what may happen. Um, and they also mentioned that both of their performances were great. And we, you know, uh, they also mentioned that Kate Shortland, who's a director of this movie, they drew comparisons to her directing to the levels of like the Russo brothers' directions. Okay. Which, wow! If that's the case, and um, I'm really impressed. I'm so excited. Uh, they said that she really showed direction, and that the level that they mentioned with regards to her direction being that of the Russos' uh, direction was in regards to intensity and physicality. So this movie seems to be a much more grounded movie um, than anything. So that's why they drew the comparisons between this and Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as opposed to being a much more greater fantasy type movie with uh, that involves, you know, like laser beams and flight. And well, so I mean, on the so character forth. itself is is doesn't, you know, she doesn't use tech technology as often as, you know, you can't compare her to Tony Stark. Right. That or, or Thor, who can, right. you who know, brings lightning fly. And stuff like right. that. She's exactly. human. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with Captain America. Yeah, he had the, 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 the serum in him, but at the same time, he doesn't have you know laser beams right. and, and lightning and all right. that stuff so i think with the winter soldier you know the way they wrote that movie mm-hmm. it was you know completely different than what anybody yeah. was expecting yeah it was more like kind of like an espionage yeah it was you a know, spy thriller it, you know it, that's truly what it was mm-hmm. a spy thriller mm-hmm. so with this one if they're bringing that idea back i'm i'm so in because mm-hmm. winter soldier uh, captain america winter soldier was my Your favorite favorite yeah. Because I was like, what is going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was an amazing uh, written movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a female lead, yeah. you know, 
hone that in you know mm-hmm. like really mm-hmm. capture that and I know that Scarlett Johansson can fucking do it yeah you know without can. a doubt I just wish that her character I'm hoping that her character is not truly dead <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. because well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see but you um, know they 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 paid it in homage to you know Tony Stark being dead and they had this whole fucking procedure you know where <laughs> they you know they they floated away his little electric heart yeah. <laughs> you know and everyone is standing there and they're all solemn and stuff like what the fuck happened to to if it wasn't Skull for her hand. jumping off yeah they would not have won in endgame right, you know what i'm saying right. she jumped off the cliff yeah to give them the soul stone and no no floating heart like no 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 floating stingers whatever no whatever stingers. it is that she yeah. that she uses to fight you yeah. know no batons no like, baton no floating batons nothing everyone's like all silent with tony but they just forgot about the chick that jumped off so they could get the stone come on so that's what i'm thinking sometimes marvel does things on purpose mm, because crazy. they're not done with the character so i'm hoping that this is the case you know we will have to wait and see but like like i mentioned earlier yeah this movie will be much more grounded in storytelling and focused when it comes to like family and possibly the treatment of you know that girls and women have experienced in this world Mm -hmm. um so it'll be great to see um kind of excited for the for this movie and um can't wait it's gonna happen in my gosh like three weeks or so to like really soon right now the question is are we gonna stream it or are we gonna watch it in theaters? Uh, or worse, are we gonna do both? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeez. good question. Good question. Because they are gonna put this in IMAX. You know that, right? Yeah. They say they're gonna put this in yeah. IMAX. So. I don't know. I I I'm, I've been seeing a lot of stuff for the 4D movies. Oh, geez. where it's like you sit in the seat and yeah. it's supposed to have all the stuff come at you with, and stuff like that I think they had an experience. Well, actually, I don't know 4D, but they had like a 270 degree screening. Or screen up for the Spider-Man movie, the last Spider-Man movie that came out. Okay. And, um, I imagine just sitting there, like you know, turning left and turning right, and just being immense and all that visualization and everything. Just kind of odd, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But hey, I can't wait. I was really being excited. Um, and then lastly, just a little bit of comic book news. Uh, bought a few comics this week as I posted up in Instagram, and the one that took me by surprise and. Mind you, I haven't read all the comics that I bought yet this week, but the one that took me somewhat by surprise, but not really, was the latest issue of Nightwing number 81. So, and yes, there are spoilers that I'm about to reveal. So, in the in the last page of the Nightwing number 81, it is revealed that Dick Grayson has a sister. A sister. A sister. No. A sister. No. Someone's gonna be pissed. I'm telling you. So Melinda Zuko, who's the current uh, mayor of Bloodhaven, the city that um, Nightwing, you know, currently like mm-hmm. watches over, which is like literally neighbors to Gotham City. Mm-hmm. Um, who's also a corrupt mayor, and she happens to get that position because she's actually replacing the person, the previous mayor, who was just, you know, murdered. <laughs> Uh, had revealed to Dick Grayson that her real father's name is John Grayson. And John Grayson, as we know, is Dick Grayson's father. Oh, now, daddy why issues. Daddy issues, yeah. Now, why did Melinda have the last name Zuko? Well, for those that have been following the uh, Nightwing comic book, uh, Tony Zuko was the mob boss who was actually responsible for killing Dick Grayson's parents. Um... No, it's just her f- 
father, not the mother, right? What do you mean? Like, you said her father is a Grayson, but is her mother... Like, is it the same mother or a different father? Or... Oh, good question. It was revealed that the father... That's a great question. I have to reread that part again. But I think they said that my... She mentions that her father's name is really John Grayson, not Tony Zuko. Okay. So that's a good question. So that means so, he, was pl- he was a player. Well, we don't know. Player. We imagine. Player. We don't know. That's a really, really good uh, question. But the reveal in and of itself is to suggest that he does have a sister mm-hmm. who's actually a corrupt mayor at this point. So now we're going to have some type of like family battle, I would imagine. And, you know, this uh, story actually, uh, or, or their, that history is really synonymous with um, Nightwing because as we know as I was trying to mention earlier Tony Zuko was responsible for killing um, Dick's parents being a f- because of the fact that the circus company that the flying uh, Dick's Graysons were a part of they never paid this monster Tony Zuko for protection basically no, his money in a in a timely manner they took too long and then they didn't pay and so because of that they decided to sabotage the uh, the, the act yeah and therefore, that's what happened with Dick Grayson's parents, and that's why you have all this history between the two of them. But now it gets even worse and much more convoluted because, as we know, he has a sister. So, dying to see what happens with that storyline. Thought I would mention that as a surprise. I was shocked when I saw that last page. I was like, oh, oh okay. So, damn, that's that's some really deep stuff. There. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Family where go issues. With this. Family issue. That's funny. Dick Grayson, family issue. The Black Widow movie, family issues. <laughs> so, Loki. Possible family po- yeah. issue. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we got all the correlation there. So that was yeah. pretty much it. So yeah, so pretty much uh, short topics that we had this week, but things that we definitely were happy to express. Um, and we want to thank everyone out there listening. And uh, please uh, follow us if you can at Instagram at 527underground. You can always also follow us as well on Facebook at 527underground. And you can always also catch us on our YouTube at 527underground. <laughs> so we're trying, you know, little slowly but surely. We're getting there. We're getting mm-hmm. there. We and pre- if you have any suggestions or comments or anything like that, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. And we'll be happy to cover any of these things that you want us to you know cover (laughs) (laughs) there we go so pretty much want to thank you guys and we'll see you guys shortly or soon rather have a great one you take care i was gonna say you too too. (laughs) (laughs) god i'm tired it's okay (laughs) all right have a good night everyone